0: Hello. Uh, Oh, good. I'm back to normal. Can't feel half my face, but uh, I'm back to normal. I I sound relatively normal. I was at the dentist today. Uh, Gosh, you know what? Nobody likes going to the dentist, but I have a very cool dentist, Dr. Z, very smart guy. And uh, you know, I was just sitting there, and the technology that they have right now, right? And they did a three D live model of my tooth. Um, I just and my whole mouth, and they got the camera in there. And they they it used to be that they had to send away for the crown. They made the crown right there. So I got a crown. Uh, then I got to go back for the filling. I mean, some things are still the same, right? The 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 the, the drill and and the sound and the the anesthesia the local anesthesia, the Novocaine. Um, but I don't know. It seems like they've come a long way. Then again, the dental chair is the same. The light, the big lamp over your head is the same. Um, the prognosis is often the same. You may need root canal. <laughs> so they still have a thing called root canal. I went because every time I drank something hot, it was hurting my my back left tooth. So you got to get that checked out. And then uh, he said um, – yeah, yeah, you got a you got a nerve thing, and the nerve is dying. But he didn't say dying; it's going into necropsis. Necropsis? You mean like ne- ne- you mean like death of a related to death? He said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just necropsis. Um. Anyway, I'm impressed with dentists. I'm impressed with doctors. I'm impressed with the FedEx guy. Everybody's got some skill. Everybody's got something they can do well. Or if it's not a natural talent, it's something that they uh, they know all about, and everybody's got something to say. Everybody's got something to offer, um, including me, and including my thoughts on the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Now, do me a favor. We got that stuff handy, right? Aaron Rodgers talking about the drug and, and all, yeah, and, and and him complaining that people shouldn't be calling it a drug, even though it's a drug. So the New York Post picked it up. Uh, so I, I made some comments about Aaron Rodgers and this thing. Number one, I think a lot of people deserve their money back. How many tickets were sold to see the Jets based on Aaron Rodgers? Lots of people. Lots of people. Do we get that money back? I feel sorry for them. These are, what, $10,000, $20,000? No one's expressing any sympathy for them. Um, all right. Isn't that a thing? Uh, what else here? Um You know, some people have said, because I questioned his addiction or not addiction, but his love of this stupid tea, Ayakasha tea, uh, that he drinks and it gives him all kinds of visions, that it will encourage little kids to do the same thing, right? So let me have that when you can, okay? And then, oh, we got, all right. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, uh, we had Wheaties. Remember Wheaties, right? Breakfast of Champions. You better eat your Wheaties. Healthy habits. Athletes promoted healthy habits. You know what was like controversial at one point? Gatorade. That they would talk about Gatorade. I remember seeing a special on the Good Morning America show. I think David Hartman was the host. And they had somebody come forward and said, well, there's a lot of sugar in Gatorade. And I don't know if that's a... Well, now we have Aaron Rodgers pushing um, Ayakasha tea and... Say, nobody says anything. Like, that's totally fine. It's not totally fine. You got little kids wearing Aaron Rodgers shirts with his number and his name on the shirt. You know, he's not telling people to eat uh, Wheaties. He's talking about, and I know he has not explicitly said you should drink this, but I have a hunch that in America, little kids tend to look up to sports figures. I did, like a schmuck. I did. I did. I went with all that nonsense. And the nonsense continues, and I think it might even be uh more prevalent today than it was when I was into the Yankees in the late 70s and early 80s. All right, do we have I we have this thing? No? Yes. Yes. No. Just talk to me. Do we have the Ayakasha? Okay. We have he, it. He's talking to the two podcast guys about his tea and it comes up. Go ahead from the beginning.
1: I had such a beautiful experience this last time that I'm um Pretty certain it won't be my last, but uh, I'm not sure when my next time will be.
2: Can you? Is that something you can take numerous times? Like, obviously, there are some drugs that kind of wear you out or whatever. Is that something you could potentially do forever?
1: Well, I'm glad you brought this up because I was wondering how I could how I could segue this, but I, I, I really want to go on a small tangent there with the word, the word you just used because words are spelled, right? There's Words are spells, uh, and they are spelled a certain way or pronounced a certain way, and there is power in the specific words. So hey, stop for a second.
0: Use- you get the idea that this guy possibly took his eye off the ball with football, right? Talking about the origin of the word spell. And he has got lots of thoughts that this guy called. Well, keep going.
1: We're drunk, right? Yeah. To refer to ayahuasca. And I, and you know, there's been, uh, you know, I saw a few articles people sent me about us doing the, uh, the tea celebration. And I just want to stop you there right away because... Wow. The reference to ayahuasca, uh, you know, or even marijuana, putting the tag drug on them uh, is a manipulative word that creates a bias against those specific things. And it happens all over society. Drugs, you think about drugs, you start labeling, you know, marijuana a drug, which is a plant, ayahuasca a drug, which is a plant, plant. Psilocybin, a drug. All right, stop a for guy. a second. All
0: right, like he's saying, like anything with drug is, I guess, a negative connotation, which is not true. Isn't there a drug called AZT, which has basically changed uh, AIDS? Right, you can live with AIDS. People are living now and dying at an old age with AIDS. AZT. There are all kinds of life-saving drugs, life-enhancing drugs. The word "drugs" is not a necessarily a pejorative. Um, Marijuana, okay, you get it. Okay, if it comes from the ground, therefore it must be healthy. There are poisons all over the place that occur in nature that we shouldn't be messing with, right? So he goes on this for a while. And because he's famous and because he's rich, uh, people just go along with it. People just nod their heads. I think people who know better, I don't know who these guys are. Pat McAfee, is he a big deal? It's his podcast podcast.
3: I'd never heard of him.
0: All right. Well, anyway, look, that doesn't mean he's not good at what he does or he's not like, you know, there are a lot of different. We don't have much in the way of household name famous people. Right. Taylor Swift, Donald Trump, and then a lot of other people. But anyway, keep going. Skip to the next part. All right. The skip to the next part, because this is the most revealing of the conversation. He's talking about this Ayakasa stuff, which gives people all kinds of visions and hallucinations. It's an hallucinogenic. All right. It is.
1: I and, had such a go ahead. Go ahead. Beautiful experience this last time that I'm pretty certain it won't be my last, but uh, I'm not sure when my next time will be. Nope. No, 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 no. Take,
0: take cut thirty-three if you don't mind.
1: Ayahuasca is not a drug. It has properties in it that have hallucinogenic uh, abilities, but it's not a drug, right? We're talking about plants here. So, when I think it's a very important point to make, and this is how words are used in our society to create a bias against certain things. And I do think that's important enough to go on this ridiculous tangent that I went on no. to remind people how, Not words ridiculous. Used, Not ridiculous. how words are used to create bias in certain situations. Uh, and, and, and those bias create fears, and those fears prevent people from l- doing the research themselves or looking into it or having their own idea or truth about a certain situation. Hey, great so tangent. Just really think about the words that we use because words are spelled for a reason because they cast spells and create energy around uh, positive and negative associations with certain
0: things. All right. And then the guy says, well, my my comment was despicable, and he beats himself up really hard. I'm going to take that a little bit. And they're nodding, and I think they know better, or maybe they don't. Maybe they just surrender because he's famous and he can use that fame you know, almost as a weapon. Oh, we can't mess with this guy. It That happens. I don't blame these guys. I think it's a natural reaction. People who have money and fame, we see them as well. I don't know. They're 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 uh, the superior. I don't know. But I think these he's talking about the energy of the word spell. Um, what about expending more energy in practice? All right. I saw those tapes. I think he was not practicing as uh, hard as he should. And all this stuff he talks about self love. You know, now, nobody mentions God. All right. And I mentioned God, and that's one of the reasons why everybody flipped out in church. Maybe that's a you know how removed god is from our culture right now is crazy is totally crazy that was like people were really almost offended by that that all of the solutions that he's looking for all of the holes that may or may not be in aaron Rodgers' life i believe i know can be filled by god and not some weed from south america that's what i believe and I'm allowed to talk about it, but no, you bring up God, you shut down, and no, oh, wait a second, that's Greg Kelly, wasn't he the guy who was accused in 2009? Yes, that guy, yeah, me, right, warts and all, right, uh, all kind, no, everybody's perfect except me, no, everybody's got something, and um, yeah, you mentioned God, man, you know, I maybe I should just come out as LGBTQ plus IA. Right, and then the accolades and the support and the right—wouldn't that be something? Right. Sometimes I wish I was LGBTQIA+. plus. I mean, think about the benefits. You know, you're you're unfireable. You're you get a, an immediate uh, elevation in status and uh, rights. You get certain rights. You get rights that uh, straight white men do not enjoy in New York state it's actually under the law so um anyway i'm stuck with myself as a straight white man who believes in god by the way and i don't do that to boast i don't do that to brag i just will tell you that my relationship with god and jesus has eliminated anxiety from my life there's still some but believe me not like the old days it's eliminated addiction from my life all right I guess there's still some. I can binge watch this. I can, you know, eat six boxes of Pop-Tarts without thinking. I mean, I just not everything's perfect. Uh, I can still be a jerk to people. I'm sorry about that when that happens. Um, but everything is different and everything is better. And, and, and I can't sufficiently articulate it, um, what it's done for me. And I believe what it can do for you. Uh, yeah. Like, what's that song? of Save a wretch like me? Yeah. Amazing grace. It is amazing. Far more amazing than any silly plant. All right? It's funny. He embraces this plant, and he's embraced. He's embraced. You talk about God. Oh, boy. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you bring up God to a famous rich man who just suffered an injury, by the way? Give me a break. You know, they're talking to me like he was hit by an RPG in Iraq. All right. At thirty nine years old, he still gets to play football with his friends. Do you get to do that? Yeah, maybe on the weekends, no one's paying you for it, no one's spectating, right? No one's giving you sponsorship deals. Fine, if you want to play. All right. Guy God has been very, very good to him. And uh look, there are great qualities about him, I'm told. Hey, I I, I admire anybody who did not go with the flow on the vaccine. You know if they wanted to make a stand he was one of those guys who did that was up to him and there should be a choice there should absolutely be a choice those mandates were un-American and wrong the choice is between you and your doctor and if you want to get the vaccine great if you don't want to get the vaccine great and he was one of the guys who didn't get the vaccine I think that's great if he did get the uh, if he did get it great that's up to him but at a time where people needed Maybe a little bit of support that they weren't getting from the government. I think that's where he used his fame, you know, in a good way. I'm not getting the vaccine. Um, all right. But little kids do look up to these guys. Ayakasha tea. that's, is that how you say it, by the way? Ayahuasca? I know. I know that this would infuriate people who believe in this stuff. All right. There was a time where athletes told us, yeah, to, to, to eat your Wheaties, <laughs> get up early, do jumping jacks. Um, get to bed early, you know, live a clean life. Um, and now we are told to drink some mysterious tea that the CDC says can lead to death and coma. And short of that, severe diarrhea and vomiting. All right. So skip the tea, please. I'll be back.
4: Greg Kelly.
3: Is The Greg Kelly Show.
0: Ooh. Two people are hooking up. I know it's no big deal. I generally avoid stories like this. However, it's now gone viral. It's all over the place. Daily Mail, UK, New York Post, and beyond. Spreading like wildfire that uh, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and Trump advisor Corey Lewandowski have been having a years-long clandestine affair. Ooh. Now, I heard about this a long time ago. I mean, I heard the rumor. Um, I heard the rumor. Now, let's see. Now, why is this important? Why do we talk about it? Why are we talking about it? Well, number one, Christy um, Noem, governor of South Dakota, just endorsed Trump a week ago tonight, and it was kind of a big deal. And there has been a lot of speculation about Christy Noem possibly being a uh, vice president to Donald Trump. I don't think that's a good idea for a number of reasons. I don't think she's presidential material. I like her, but I think it's too much about the appearance. I think she's like, forgive me, but she's like one of those hot girls, but she knows it, right? You know, and I think there's too much emphasis on that. And then there are these crazy commercials about, come to South Dakota. We need you to be here in South Dakota. We got lots of jobs, which is great to a point, but I think it's just a vehicle for her to be in TV commercials and, you know, in one she pretends she's a plumber and another, she pretends that she's some sort of um, welder and it's just her looking hot in like these cool uniforms, not so much the plumber. Well then she was wearing overalls and a t-shirt underneath, you know what I mean? Which had a certain, all right, let's get to the story. Corey Lewandowski. Remember that guy for a while, he was the manager of Donald Trump's campaign. I thought he was working for DeSantis actually. I thought he worked for DeSantis for a while. Anyway, Daily Mail, a rising Republican star, tipped by many to be Donald Trump's running mate should he win the presidential nomination, has been involved in a clandestine affair for years, multiple sources tell the Daily Mail. Married South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, 51, who stresses her belief in family values and Trump advisor Corey Lewandowski who is also married, began carrying on in 2019, if not before. Now, news of the relationship threatens to wreck Nome's chances of joining Trump's ticket in a potential rematch with President Joe Biden. Neither denied the affair when asked by DailyMail.com. Hmm. The governor issued a statement attacking us for the timing of the article, while Lewandowski did not respond to a request for comment. The two met up on Friday last week when Lewandowski traveled to Trump, uh, traveled with Trump to Rapid City, South Dakota, for a campaign rally. But the Lewandowski and Christy Nome were careful to avoid each other. Uh, let's see here, glamorous Nome, who served four terms as their state's only member of the U.S. House of Representatives, won the governorship in 2018. Da, 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 da. Now, they always hit Republicans when a story comes out like this. Well, you're the fam, a party of family values, and this is a real. I mean, in a weird way, family values is. Um... What we mean basically by family values is when people have children, they should be married and father should stick around. All Right. Right. Now, things happen in relationships, ups and downs, and no one's perfect. And this is not good. You know, one of the reasons why it's not good, though, is like I knew about this probably before Christy Gnome's husband. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing that 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 I don't like. But all right, do me a favor, stay with me. You know what I want? I want Barbara's reaction to this story when we return.
5: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh
3: for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
6: You're listening to
3: The Greg Kelly Show. Wow,
0: uh, they've been carrying on like crazy, according to this article. Uh, flying around on private jets provided by big-time Republican donors going to uh, fundraisers in Indiana, Louisiana, uh, and uh, you know, basically, they allege that she was going to these fairly minor events. Some of these were not just fundraisers or a couple of political events where, you know, low wattage people like state representatives, not governors. And she'd be the only governor there with him. He, you know, makes sense that he would be there. But uh, her, Christy Nome, possibly the next vice president of the United States, people saw him holding hands, touching. Uh, yeah, this looks like they were. uh definitely doing you know what all right what do we make of that i mean this guy this guy Lewandowski apparently this is a real thing with him it was uh well he is married yeah he's married yeah all right um oh man too bad christy Nome. now you could say well what does this have to do with anything what does it have to do with anything well uh number one it shows that she's pretty dumb and actually reckless. She's the governor of South Dakota. She's a public servant. And people were noting that she was flying out of state all the time to hang around with some guy named Corey. You know, you get to be the governor of South Dakota once, right? Once. If you live to be 80 years old, well, you're going to be governor. You, you give it your all. I would be great in politics the more I think about it. You know what? I have no interest in private jets. I have virtually no interest in travel. I've been everywhere I want to be. I love to work. And when I'm not working, I basically like to read and sit and think and occasionally go for a walk in nature. And for me, Central Park is adequate for that. So I, 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 I don't want to go to fancy dinners. I don't want to meet fancy people. I have no interest. I just want to get the job done. Uh, now, a lot of people, nope, they go into politics for fame, money, proximity to famous people, rich people, private jets, all that crap. Having a little taste of all of it. I don't need it. I don't want it. I saw it. It's not worth it. It's no big deal anyway. Barbara, what do you make of all this? Hello, Barbara. The wise Barbara. You're the best. What's up?
5: Ah, oh, thanks, Greg. Well, hearing this just makes me so sad because it means there were broken promises, broken trusts, and there's also the terrible example that's set for everyone who thought that Christy Noam was really someone to look up to someone with integrity and as you said this just shows she's really not very smart at all because this was not smart at all but then the other question is does this affect her political viability why should it look at bill clinton look how low he set the bar look at how low he set the bar for morals and sexual behavior we're still dealing with that and it's only gotten worse but he shamelessly defended his behavior, as did his wife, and how many women, in addition to Monica Lewinsky, were attacked by him and hurt by him along the way. did it affect their political viability? Heck no.
0: Well, at the yes, I agree with everything you just said. Now, at the same time, I don't want to come off as overly judgmental, but I want to be practical here, right? People are human, people screw up, people do stupid things. I will say this, the serial nature of it, you know, again and again and again over years while you're – and times have changed. And I know people bring up, up, well, you know, what about Donald Trump, right? I mean we all read the papers back in the 80s and Marla and all that stuff. Well, number one, he was a – well, he was a public figure, but he was a private citizen. He wasn't holding office. And uh, so I would put that definitely much more in the it's-between-them category. And that was a long time ago. This is right now. This is happening right now. People do screw up. I know that. I've screwed up. I've, um, you know. So uh, I have to mention that. Uh, What else? Uh, Lots of people. It happens. uh, Half of all marriages, they say, end in divorce. And a lot of those, infidelity is a root cause. But, uh, hmm. All right. Well, what are you going to do? All right. Anything else?
5: True, true. Well, I um, was talking the other day about this Moms for America site yeah. who are fighting this um, the drag queens, etc. for the children. I went on their website again. I found this amazing thing. I didn't know that there's such a thing as a federal enticement statute that's part of our criminal code. And when I read p- excerpts on their website from this enticement statute, it says, The statute's focus is on the intended effect on the minor of sexual grooming. I never heard a definition of sexual grooming. They say the court recognized that grooming refers to deliberate actions taken by a defendant to expose a child to sexual material. And the ultimate goal of the grooming is to reduce the child's inhibitions to prepare the child for sexual activity.
0: And this so is how ag- does
5: th- that sound? This is
0: against the law. There's, a, You're saying there's a law about this, right?
5: There is a federal statute, Section 2422 of the U.S. Criminal Code. Yes. Right. And this sounds exactly like what is going on in the schools and in the libraries, and they make the point on the Moms for America website that teachers' unions, curriculum developers, and educators hide behind the guise of education to protect themselves from these criminal charges.
0: Wow. Moms for America. Amazing. Um, That does sound like it's everything that's happening. is against the law, the LGBTQ parades, all that stuff that's happening in school. Man, it's a crazy time, right? You speak out about that. uh, Canceled. Uh, You mentioned that maybe uh, Ayakasha tea is not the best thing in the world for a world-class athlete. Uh, Everybody goes nuts. What's the website of these people again?
5: It's momsforamerica.us, and they are so effective, the resources they provide, the information, and then they tell you how to work with other moms and dads in your state to get your state to pass this FCC standard into the schools so that if it can't be shown on television or aired on the radio, they cannot use it in the classroom. And if they do, it comes under this federal enticement statute, hey, the I, criminal statute. Can I
0: ask you this real quick? Uh, the family values, family values, and that's been associated with Republicans, right? Family values, and the phrase is often used as a weapon anytime a Republican screws up. Ah, you see, they're the they're a bunch of phonies. If, if the fam, the, the the party of family values, but. Uh, And somebody uses drugs, well, oh, that's the party of family values. But the thing about it is I don't think it means that people who practice or talk about the family and promote the family, they're not saying they're perfect, but they're saying they're present. The value of a family is a thing, and too many forces and too many people in our society are actually actively attacking the family. It doesn't mean that your household is right out of father's father knows best. Or leave it to Beaver, right? Doesn't mean it's totally perfect or pure. Or, you know, they're the problem. People got problems, but at least there's a an attempt to have a family as opposed to these government policies that literally encourage people to have babies and not be part of a family. Does that make sense?
5: That makes such sense. And on and the other party. I mean, neither party is perfect, right? And in this country, we work toward a more perfect union. Well, we work toward more perfection. But if you look at what both parties stand for, you're exactly right. And the other party wants the government to be the parents. They want the government to provide everything. And in many schools, they do. I was shocked to learn during COVID that students in New York City, some of them have their laundry done at school. They take home a bag dinner when a, a bag with their dinner in them when they leave. They get breakfast, lunch, and dinner from the schools, And then we have the school teachers telling the students, oh, you know what, your parents don't really understand the topics that you're learning. They did not learn these things. So come to us. Don't sit with your parents. My parents used to help me with homework whenever I needed it. I helped my children. That was an important bond between us. Yeah. yeah. So these things are gone, and the government is supposed to take the place not only of God, but of the parents in providing everything that children need, everything that we need.
0: And don't tell your parents all this stuff that we're talking about. Some schools are doing that, right? You can't even tell the parents about what's going down in the schools. Well, thank you. You make me think about doing the homework uh, with my mother. My mother helped me a lot. My dad too, but my mom, especially in the uh, first, second, third grade, second grade, having trouble with the words and dyslexia and getting me straight on that, working at that, White table in the kitchen in Baldwin, seven fifty seven Sprague Street. I love it. Love you, mom. And speaking of family, thank you, Barbara. Um, here's my attempt at raising a child. All right, uh, my attempt. Every day I'm attempting. I just I'm I'm, I'm full. I'm involved, very much involved. Um, but I don't do everything. I don't change diapers, to be honest. And uh, thank God for my wife. <laughs> she does that and so much more. But I am in charge of some discipline, right? And lately. Annalise, who's three, has been pushing around her one-year-old sister, Madeline. And sometimes, you know, it gets me very worried. So I had a little talk with my daughter. And uh, we were talking, and I decided I would record it and share it with you because it's it's she's an adorable voice. But anyway, we call this segment Baby Talk, right? Uh, let's see here. Cut 44. Honey, I have to talk to you about something. Okay. You have to be nicer to okay. Madeline. Okay. Like, Why do you... Sometimes I come home and you're putting your arms around her neck and you're pushing her. Why do you do that?
1: Why do you do that, honey? When
0: I, Because I'm going to say sorry. I said sorry. Okay. Do you know that sorry doesn't mean you're allowed to do it? You know? Yeah. You understand? Yeah. You won't do it anymore? No. Okay. <laughs> I love that last part. No. No. Since that conversation this past weekend, there have been not as many <laughs> pushings and shovings and slappings, but, uh, of, Annalise of, 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 Annalisa against her little sister, but there have been less and there's been more affection. No, <laughs> she is. Uh, it's amazing. What a gift. What a gift. Hey, um, Another thing. Do I want to do that? Yeah, I do, actually. So Mitt Romney, rhino, is leaving the U.S. Senate not soon enough. I think he should step down right now, but he announced his retirement, but he'll get to stick around until January of 2025. So three days before, actually four days before January 6th, on January 2nd, Mitt Romney hears all kinds of things about what's going to happen on January 6th. He hears all kinds of things about what's going down on January 6th. So he texts Mitch McConnell to warn him. There's a new book out on Mitt Romney. And actually, i got to tell you, CNN uh, has the book. I don't have the book. I'm not a friend of Mitt Romney. I'm not a fan of Mitt Romney. Uh, But listen to this. Here they summarize what's going down. Uh, Cut 42.
5: Romney was so alarmed by what he heard from Senator King that he texted McConnell this. And I'm quoting from the text message now. In case you have not heard this, I just got a call from Angus King, who said that he had spoken with a senior official at the Pentagon who reports that they are seeing very disturbing social media traffic regarding the protest planned on the 6th. There are calls to burn down your home, bitch, to smuggle guns into D.C., and to storm the Capitol. I hope that sufficient security plans are in place, but I'm concerned that the instigator, the president, is the one who commands the reinforcements the D.C. and Capitol Police might require according to the book McConnell never responded to that message
0: why not and what the hell else did Mitt Romney do he heard that they were going to storm the Capitol storm the Capitol burn down things uh, did he have a press conference did he uh, sound the alarm what did he do what did Mitt do zero because he's not a leader he's not a leader he's a schemer and what did Mitch do did he arrange for the doors to be left open? I'm sorry, I don't think Mitch actually did that, but somebody did that. The doors left open, cops just standing there. They come inside. I believe it was an effort to basically defeat somehow MAGA to so stigmatize MAGA. There are parallels to the what do they call it, the Reichstag fire before World War II. Yes, there. Yes, uh, there are certain parallels. I'm going to get on that Reichstag fire, and we'll do that in a moment. Uh, actually, in the next hour. But Vaughn has something to say. He's calling
6: from Manhattan. Hello. Hello. Glad to talk with you. I am uh, reading the book of Daniel, and there are, chapter 4. There are three verses in chapter 4 in the book of Daniel that caught my attention. Uh, verses 17... 25 and 32 and um i've listened to the gentleman that's recently deceased that you uh have have met um i've watched him on tv who, who? He's very good who um who was the gentleman that just recently passed he has uh, i can't think of his name but he's the, the minister that was on tv oh dr charles stanley
0: dr charles stanley
6: Yes. It was a couple of months watched ago. Two months. Yes, he's very good, and uh, he's still on. And also, there's a, a gentleman, uh, Les Feldick, who's also very good, that I see him from time to time on TV. But uh, you have Dr. Stanley's Bible, I believe. And I'd like you to go uh, look at these verses uh, in Daniel, uh, chapter 4, verse right. Sef- 17.
0: Daniel, chapter 4, 17. Yep. Uh-huh.
6: 25, and 30, yeah two five and thirty two uh, three two okay and i have i'm reading from listen the, i got
0: uh, i gotta run uh just very quickly why why did you pick these for me why should i read these i mean i, I i'm gonna I, I love it all but why specifically these
6: uh it re, I, it uh refers to people of today um, Can I read 17 to give you an idea?
0: Uh, Are we out of time? We're kind of out of time. Do me a favor. Hold on. I'll come back to you in a bit. All right. Don't go away, Keevan. I got to run, and uh, we'll be back.
2: Greg Kelly.
3: listening to the greg kelly show
5: ultimately i think that there are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue the first is that there is there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue what the hell the second is to allow for work authorizations so that the folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. All right, that's AOC.
0: They're
6: from getting jobs,
5: they're prevented from employment, and that is part of the strain on our public
0: system. Oh, they're criminals, for one. All right, AOC. Even the uh, illegals don't like AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez standing in front of the Roosevelt Hotel with other members of Congress and uh, getting booed and yelled at and shouted by a combination of people, actually. I think there were some migrants there. I think there are some irate uh, citizens, uh, American citizens there. And, um, yeah, the government is here. here. (laughs) What did Ronald Reagan say? The the most terrifying words in the English language. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help those lunatics show up AOC. She is um, a nut job. And it does show you, again, how corrupt and silly our country is that that uh, person with no, it's one thing, I'm not saying you have to have elective experience to be a member of Congress. No, of course not. But she had no experience. I mean, nothing. Try to find out what she did with her 20s. Oh, she was a bartender. No, actually, um, I think that was <laughs> that was for public consumption, all right? She went around to protests, all right? She protested stuff. She was an activist. How do you make money doing that? Well, um, good question, <laughs> Good question. And for all of her, the the stuff about it being grassroots, grassroots, you know where she got her money? You know, the first time she ran when she took out um, Congressman Crowley, a good man, by the way, um, she got it from big tech. A lot of the money came from big tech. And uh, there she is. And why does she get all the attention? Because, uh, well, a big chunk of it is because she's pretty. All right. Not my type, by the way, but she's pretty. All right. Um that's AOC. Here's a here's another I think this guy, what's his situation? Yelling at AOC. Cut
4: thirty-five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Remember when she showed up down there at the border in the white pants and the white shirt with the Blasio? And they fake cried at the fence, pretending that they were looking at caged children, and they weren't. They are such scammers, always scheming to get attention, to get money, and to get on those jets. Oh, boy, do they love those jets. Have you heard about what's happening in Seattle? They're all upset with this police officer who um, said something, you know, not politically correct. And not meant for anybody else's ears, but the person he was talking to kind of made a joke about um, a woman who was hit by a car and killed. Now, it sounds like how could anybody say that? Well, when you're surrounded by death and destruction all the time and police officers, first responders, they see a lot more of that than I do, than you do, probably. Um, it's a little bit different. And I think humor is a bit of a coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. And these body cameras, man, can you imagine any other... Can you imagine doing your job with the body camera, right? Everything you do, everything you say, and they're just waiting to get you in trouble. So there are like riots and protests about some joke a police officer made. We've made that job even tougher. So unfair. The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, uh... This is odd. Great Britain just said no more pit bulls in Great Britain. You can't have a pit bull in Great Britain. The dog, right? Pit bulls are... eh, You know what? They give me the creeps as well. I mean, some of them are really cute looking, but they are also kind of... I mean, just, you know, they bite into you and they won't let go. I mean, you see those stories on TV. I know some people have pit bulls and they're tame and whatever, but... Some people, uh, boy, oh boy, uh, but I think that's a little much, don't you? All right. We will um, – let me get to the bottom of that in just a little bit. The Corey Lewandowski-Christy uh, Nome thing is uh, is kind of a big deal but kind of not a big deal. D- Donald Trump certainly isn't going to, like, reject the endorsement or anything like that. I do think it's kind of uh, kind of sad. It's kind of uh, stupid. And what else about this? I don't like that I knew something about um, um, uh, Governor Nome. Who I met once that her husband didn't know. You know what I mean? That's the that's one of the real problems with um, infidelity. You know, you know, like somebody else knows something about uh, a marriage uh, that that somebody in the marriage doesn't know. You know, something uh, that th- that's that's tough.
3: Hey, what's up, Flippin'? How are hey, what's you? what's Up, Greg? Good. What you got going on this weekend? Well,
0: first, uh, Christy Noem hooking up with Corey Lewandowski. I saw that. What do you think?
4: Well, what, what's I mean, to
0: think? What's to say? I think it's very um, you know, getting on private jets and all this stuff. They don't I tell you this, they don't even look like a couple. They don't look compatible. They just don't look at all like they should be together. Now things got really awkward last week. He gets off the plane and he comes face to face with the husband. The husband and, and actually face to face for a split second and he goes the other way.
3: Mm. Um and the New York Post is reporting this, right? Yeah, New York. Is that Post, the only place that's ha- that Daily, has this, right? Daily now?
0: Mail, UK, okay. New York Post. It's all over the place. It's mm. viral. Mm. And uh, you know, the, I don't think it hurts Trump in the sli- in the slightest. Now, Corey Lewandowski is out of control. This guy, out of control. I mean, he, he was getting on. You know, he's not single. It's one thing. Oh, he's not either. No. All right. Anyway, office romance, you know?
3: Yeah, I guess so. These
0: things happen. They happen, I know. And, you know, good people sometimes succumb. But with that kind of responsibility, you know what just went up in flames? Her vice presidential uh, and presidential prospects.
3: Mm. You really think so? You think that would be the toast for her?
0: I actually do. And I don't think an indiscretion of this nature is... Disqualifying uh, uh, in, in mar- marital infidelity, mm. you know, I don't think it's actually disqualifying. Uh, don't you, the
3: circumstances kind of matter? Like yeah, maybe they, they, but
0: it's disqualifying here. It's disqualifying for her. The governor of South Dakota, new governor, flying all over the country to hook up with this guy. Mm. That's
3: I, I have a problem
0: with it. Mm. You know what I mean? We're paying you to be the governor, and well, I'm not paying her, but you know, the people of wherever, right? I think that's an issue. And, yeah, that's um, that's
3: a pretty fair. Criticism, I would think. I'm and just saying, maybe it comes out that their marriage has actually been falling apart for months or oh, years. Oh, that's or always the that like thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, the, the, that's a famous line from the guy. You know what I mean? I'm married, but uh, we're having trouble. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're uh, we're, th- we're talking about divorce. We're getting separated. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? like mm-hmm. then uh, then the girl gets all hot and heavy, and and um, and then the guy's like, uh, Yeah, no, uh, well, I'm sorry, I can't do it mm-hmm. for the kids. Right. Right. Of course, dogs. You gotta-
3: Think <laughs> about the kids. Those
0: guys are dogs. But hey, we all have a little dog in us. That's true. Right. I mean, you know, and you gotta keep these things submerged somehow, right? And you find other outlets and you uh uh
3: all right, James. Uh you you what's, what's going on in New York? Well, let's see. We had a kind of chaotic scene in Midtown today where members of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus are touring facilities being used by newly arrived migrants, you know, like temporary shelters and stuff like that. And I don't exactly know how many people were at this um, event in Midtown, upwards of a dozen, I guess. But they got pretty rowdy, and Up, they kind of shouted wait, wait,
0: wait. down. Upwards of a dozen.
3: A well, I mean, it's do- kind of funny when you think about these. Uh, you know, I've been to a lot of these so-called rallies or you know protests or events or whatever, and the numbers always kind of get inflated. So I saw some video on social media. It's not like there's a hundred people that were there at this event. All right, but I'm- they're loud and they're passionate.
0: And they, I, I can't, they hate AOC, they like AOC, and what the hell was she doing there anyway?
3: Well, AOC, I guess being a member of that congressional caucus, they're checking out these facilities. And to make sure they're, like, luxurious enough? I guess. I guess that they're up to snuff, or that, yeah, that the resources are being used properly, or, you know, whatever it may you be.
0: You know what? I got a facility, and I'm looking at it right now. The sidewalk. Get the hell out of here. You came in here illegally, you don't get a damn thing you don't now. Does that sound? Uh, we have to have a deterrent. There has to be a deterrent. You can't come here and get all this free crap, including mopeds.
3: The the pushback that somebody like AOC would likely offer to you is that they want to get them the right to work, so that they can work and get out of these shelters and actually be you know self sufficient.
0: Yeah, and just become a citizen with like, just, just like get all this stuff. Get the the American. All the goodies from America without being an American, mm-hmm. without us finding out whether or not you have American values. And there are American values. There are. You can look them up. It's right there in the um, the citizenship oath. you got to support and defend the Constitution. Actually, you got to actually swear that you will take up arms to defend the Constitution, which people who were born here don't actually have to do. This is why I have tremendous admiration for legal immigrants. Mm. They take an oath that most people don't have to. True. Uh, they probably know more about civics than the average person. Hey, do me a favor. Let's do this real quick. The Megyn Kelly interview. <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, making news, making news. Let's just go through this real quick. Cut 20, please. Cut 20. There was just a poll out. Seventy seven percent of Americans say that Joe Biden at age 80 is
6: too old to be president. Are yeah. they right?
2: No, not not for the reason of old, because I have many friends that are in their 80s. I have friends, Bernie Marcus, that are in their 90s and they're sharp as attack. just I mean I would say just about what they used to be. Uh no not old he's incompetent. He's not too old he's incompetent.
0: Great answer because you know he's pretty up there himself and he's uh but uh yeah I know somebody who do I know? Um yeah I I know my uh my wife's cousin Jack. That guy is I think 99. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Unstoppable. Um let's see here. Uh cut 21 Megan Kelly this is about the I don't know. Let's listen.
2: Nancy Pelosi, crazy Nancy, said, we're going to impeach him. They didn't do inquiries. They went out and they voted because they had the votes. And as usual, everybody votes, you know, for the Democrats. It's a little bit easier. They didn't have Mitt Romney's of the world. And that's really nice because now he's not running today, as you know. He just announced. I think that's great for the Republican Party, for the country and for Utah. But uh, that's going to be up to them whether or not they want to do it. I have no idea whether they will or not. Uh, We do have a lot of other things, but... It's quite important. And they did it to me. And had they not done it to me, I think, and nobody officially said this, but I think had they not done it to me, then I'm very popular in the region, you know, they like me and I like them, the Republican Party. Uh, perhaps you wouldn't have it being done to them. And this is going to happen with indictments too. They have fake indictments. And I think you're going to see that uh, as time goes by. You're going to see uh, Republicans when they're in power doing it. And it's a shame when that happens. I'm not in favor of that, but that's what's going to happen because that's human nature.
0: All right. Let's get to the good stuff here. This is where they go back and forth over the unclassified documents. I'm totally on Trump's side here, by the way, on this stuff. This is a fake issue, but cut 24.
2: Uh, we have a deranged guy named Jack Smith who's been I want to hear Megyn Kelly before. say
0: something to him. Do we have a good question? I mean, does, does, does she get to say anything? It's her interview. Let's keep. All right. Keep going.
2: Uh, We have a deranged guy named Jack Smith, who's been overturned at the Supreme Court a number of times. And he gets overturned. You know why he gets overturned? Because he goes too far. They don't even mention the Presidential Records Act. This is all about the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to have these documents. I'm allowed to take these documents, classified or not classified. And frankly, when I have them, they become unclassified. People think you have to go through a ritual. You don't. at, At least in my opinion, you don't.
0: All right. Well, I, there was some back and forth between Megan. Uh, Megan's great. I know people. I don't know why Megan is. Uh, you know, some people uh, really give me a heart. I think she's fantastic, and I think she has a huge political future. Actually, uh, she can do whatever she wants, and I like. I like her and Trump together.
3: Can I? I ask, like her. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about that interview? Sure. So one of the things that I feel watching social media that there's some division amongst people on the Republican side is in response to Trump and how he dealt with the COVID-19 pandemic. And one of the things that Kelly really pushed back on with Trump was his relationship with Dr. Fauci and the fact that he kind of maintained Fauci's role as top medical advisor. And there's a lot of people on social media that seem if they, if they're pro DeSantis or if they like somebody else for the GOP presidential nomination, they're frustrated with Trump over the way he handled COVID. All right.
0: Now I like Megan. I made that quite clear. All right. But I think this is a little bit of fake news. All right. That, Fauci was so deified by the establishment, right? He seemed to know what he was talking about. And then they went bananas when Trump started to de-emphasize him, started to not have him speak at every press conference. I remember that. I remember that vividly, you know, that he was and everybody was saying, all he should do is listen to Fauci. You know what I mean? Just make it Fauci, 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 Fauci. Remember that? It was St. Fauci. And. He actually came out and said publicly, he's been wrong. He's been wrong. So Megan brought up, well, you gave him a commendation. You know, the president gives a million commendations. This was like something you get when you retire. You know what I mean? You get a you get a certificate from the president. He didn't have him into the East Room of the White House and make a big announcement, give him the presidential medal of freedom or something like that. They just gave him, you know I have a commission that's signed by I have I have four or five commissions that are signed by presidents, right? They, even though I've met some presidents, it had nothing to do with that. Ronald Reagan signed something, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps. We have no relationship, had no relationship, you know what I mean? So, no, you got to go back to that time. A but lot does of Trump
3: face vulnerabilities from conservatives over the way he handled COVID? There's going to be, no.
0: I mean, actually, if anything, conservatives wish that he followed his instincts more. Because the establishment was really dictating things. And you see what they, how they treat him. Like, they would have... I mean, what's further than impeachment if he didn't shut down, right? That, talk about mass resignations. You know what I mean? Like, the government would have stopped without a government shutdown. Now, and it's really muted. It's muted because Trump has been smart about this. Yes, he encouraged the vaccine's development. But once it was established, he didn't say... you my patience is wearing thin take this or else granted most of that was post-presidency he was it's your choice mm-hmm. and i agree that i you know what right and by the way i took the vaccine Makes some people mad it shouldn't just like it doesn't make me mad if you didn't take the vaccine all right that's up to you and you know maybe i you know do i regret it sometimes i had really bad side effects for about 12 hours whatever i did it that's uh that's on me I knew about the risks. I knew it was uh, experimental. I knew it was emergency approval. I knew all that stuff. I weighed it, and I thought, and my wife basically, you know. So, um, <laughs> no, I don't think that's significant. I know that, there, you know, DeSantis, there's always going to be stuff. People are always going to say stuff you, online. You and got people, pressure
3: over the vaccine from your wife? She wanted me to take it. Yeah, my husband wanted me to take it, though.
0: I got to say, it still sounds funny when you say that. <laughs> Your husband. I knew you were going to say that. I. I mean. I just. I. It. It. It doesn't. You is, it, know. is it jarring to you? Well, it's. It's not so much because I've heard people talk about their husbands, uh-huh. gay couples talk, and right, it's not jarring when you say it. It's jarring, possibly because. I'll just say it. I don't think you're gay. Right. I, think you're, you're, I, mean, you're, th- th- I mean, you know. What do you think? It's like a branding. I don't know what the hell's like. going on. I do remember having the thought, boy, if only I were gay, I could be this, I could be that, I could be, you know, what I mean, like. Straight white men, unfortunately, don't look out for other. Well, I should forget white. Straight men too often don't look out for other straight men. Mm -hmm. We're competitors. Right. Right. For resources, for women. Well, not in your case, but you know what I mean. Right. 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 And, um, I mean, actually, that's a thing about the women, too. That is a thing. I mean, so guys are not nice to other guys as much as they should be. However, when. You get closer to God, you find yourself much more open and willing, and you understand that God, if he can take care of the birds in the air, and we're much more important than the birds, he's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of all of us. So if I help you in the old days, you know, if I help this guy, he could get better and good, and then he could be a threat to me. So I will not help that person on some level. That was actually, that happens in people's heads. But now you know that God's actually controlling everything. And he wants us to, he wants fellowship and stuff like that. Anyway, all that to say, uh, your husband told you to take it or not take it. To to take the vaccine. And what did you tell him? Uh, I acquiesced eventually. Yeah, you acquiesced, but never mind. (laughs) All right. I'll be right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly.
3: Is the Greg Kelly Show.
0: All right, all right. What are they upset about? This is uh, people in Seattle, and they're protesting not a police shooting, but a police joke. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, I remember? I remember when this happened. A guy, a police officer, was on his way to a, um, a a crime in progress an assault in progress. I don't remember the nature, but he was, you know, fla- uh, driving at a uh, not not totally crazy speed. It wasn't like eighty miles per hour, but he was driving fast with his light and siren on because there was an emergency to respond to. Now he. It's nighttime, by the way. And a girl was hit. A woman was hit by the police car, and she died. And uh, it was national news, actually. And uh, the police officer, everyone's on body cam, the police officer who was driving was distraught. He was really upset, you know, And uh, because you know, it may have been his fault. I, uh, I want to go back and review all the facts of the case, but he was upset. Police car hit a woman and um, you know innocent and all that stuff. So uh, and terrible. She was 26 years old. Now you know what happens at the scene of an emergency or a death or something like that. Lots of people show up. You have investigators show up. Obviously, even if there's the ambulance shows up, another ambulance shows up, the fire department sometimes shows up. And what happens next? Um, You stand around for hours, investigators. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like they're out of there in five minutes. Later that night, a police officer says something which I will admit is, well, let's listen to what the police officer said. He said this hours after the case, hours after the tragic accident, hours later, and he's in a police car. And since he's got a body camera on and you can hear everything the cops say these days. Uh, This is what he says. Let's try this. This is, uh, cut 36, please. Cut 30. This is, I want to emphasize, this is not the driver of the police car. This is not the police officer who was involved in the accident. This is somebody else, okay? Cut 36.
4: Yeah, just write a check. Just... (laughs) $11,000. She was 26 anyway. She had limited value.
0: All right. Not the best thing in the world to say, right? But these protests are misguided. And the fact that we even know about this joke is unfair to the police officer. I'll have more when I come back.
3: You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
0: So you hear that cop, what he said, and the aftermath of that accident, right? Terrible accident. Another police officer ran over a woman with a police car responding to an emergency. Hours later, this guy makes a crude joke. But you know what? Um, I actually don't think these damn body cameras, you know, they serve a purpose to a point, to a point. Um, Let me hear it one more time. Sorry, but this is... uh, you know, th- this is now causing violence in Seattle. This one line—they're more upset about this than the original accident uh, that killed the woman, thirty-six.
4: Yeah, just write a check. Just yeah, <laughs> what eleven thousand dollars? She was twenty-six anyway. She had limited value. <laughs>
0: All right, now all hell is broken loose again in Seattle for this uh, for this terrible comment. But again, people make terrible comments. All right, in private, it's it's true, and people. <laughs> there is such a thing as, I don't know, man. I just this surveillance state that we're living in now, and is it part of the job of being a cop? Yeah, I guess. But it wasn't always right. And especially cops, especially people in the Marine Corps and the Army and the Navy and I guess in the fire department and and the ambulance corps, you know, when you see certain things, you become somewhat, I don't want to say um, immune to it, but desensitized a little bit. And, you know, it's a human thing. You have to desensitize yourself a little bit, a little bit. You can't. Your heart can't totally break, and you can't break down every time. That's what normal people do, right? These guys, we kind of pay them to not be normal. They have to kind of keep their wits about them. And that this is a national story. You know, CNN, CNN has got it, and they're going nuts with it. I uh, And people are pointing out this is more of a joke about lawyers, you know, limited value, limited value, lawyers, Like, you know, lawyers hate to say this. Actually, I don't hate to say it. It's damn true. Remember that guy Feinberg? There was a guy named Feinberg and nothing on Feinberg, but he was in charge of the victim's compensation fund at the World Trade Center site, right, for the people who died. And they would figure out, you know, how much money the families would get from the government. That failed miserably, by the way, not keeping us safe and not detecting that plot, not doing something about it, even when they did detect the plot so a certain guy if he was uh, you know making a lot of money at a hedge fund you know he would get they would get a lot of money and if a certain guy was a was a waiter at the windows on the world they would get a certain amount of money but not as much actually because they would look at projected earning value and what they were making at the time quite frankly as a 26 year old the, the, the thing is that is actually worth a lot more you know what i mean a lot more than $11,000 future earnings but then again i don't know how it works I don't know how it works, but I think uh, people make, unfortunately, macabre observations all the time. Um, I've said horrible things, quite frankly, that I maybe wish I hadn't said. And actually, in the moment, you realize, "Uh, you know what, that wasn't right. Or "Uh, even I've thought things that I wish I hadn't thought, right? I mean, in in, in a car by yourself, am I being too easy on this guy? I actually don't think so. I actually, I don't think so at all. Sorry, but.
4: Mm. Mm.
0: Meanwhile, huge protest out there. And Hunter Biden can reveal this. Oh, talk about audio tape. <laughs> audio tape. You want to hear something that seems to reveal all kinds of corruption and weirdness? Hunter Biden talking about his business relationship with the spy chief of China, our enemy. And all the money, many, many millions and even billions of dollars Hunter Biden thinks he has coming his way. Cut 40, please. Cut 40.
7: I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China.
2: Who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58
7: million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to big, build the wow. largest LNG court in the world.
0: Wow. Why would the uh, spy chief of China want to involve... <laughs> Hunter Biden in a $4 billion deal in China. Why? Why? You don't need Hunter Biden to do any deal in China. He has no no skill, no nothing, other than the connection to Joe. And if Joe wasn't getting a piece of that money, you know, if you think – somebody told me yesterday, uh, if you think Joe Biden is an honorable man, you are a fool. Everybody knows it. A Democrat told me this, by the way. All right? They know it. And uh, that's why they're <laughs> – I mean – And there are signs that even the media are kind of warming up to the idea that Joe has got to go. This is unusual. You know, Joe has been lying his entire life, his entire life, and caught a million times, but the media never really hold him to account. Um, That's changing. This is the CNN fact checker guy, right, going off on him. Not really going off, not like a rant, but he's just listing all of the weird and false things that Joe Biden has said, even in recent days. You ready for this? This is CNN Cut 41.
6: He has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up like this before.
7: He had, this president has uh, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and... Uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he had been arrested during a civil rights protest when, in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he had actually spoken to the ra- by uh, but never but never went um and he, he's made a whole bunch of others too uh he said at one point republicans like to bring this up he said that he used to drive a tractor trailer used to drive an 18-wheeler never happened the white house later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a, as a job briefly school bus of course not an 18-wheeler so whatever his intentions whether it's you know foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again with joe biden
0: yeah, it's been coming up since uh 1970, all right? 1970. He was busted in 1987, had to drop out of the race. He's still he's lying like he's always lied. That part is not about the uh, brain degeneration or anything like that. That's a character flaw, zero integrity. Remember when he got caught in 1987? I have 3 degrees from undergraduate, and he only had 1 barely. I graduated at the top of my class, he barely graduated at the bottom of his class. Uh, I am won the international moot court competition. He didn't even enter the international moot court competition. Um, eh, what else did he say in that thing? Uh, uh, undergraduate, he was an honor. No, he was a dishonor. Uh, law school, he was an honor. No, he was a dishonor. I mean, he got busted like crazy. And, oh, yeah, I have a much higher IQ than you do, I, I suspect. Um, now, I don't know if that's a lie, but that's certainly a. One of the strangest things to ever say to a voter's face, right? To somebody you want to make like you. Um, all right. Well, the media doing that, that's that's significant. Hey, one other thing. Ken Paxton is the attorney general of Texas, and they're trying to run him out of Texas. hes uh, They're impeaching him, and it seems like it's totally crazy, uh, fake case against him. Uh, I don't know the details, uh, but I do know this. I I know he's a good man, and I know that these are trumped-up charges. And you know who might just be behind it? Not only Democrats, but certain key Republicans. This is, you're about to hear from Ken Paxton's defense attorney. And a couple of things. He's going to say the Bush family is orchestrating this. The person who ran for state attorney general, yeah, was it state attorney general? No, he ran for statewide office, but lost in part because of Ken Paxton. George P. Bush, son of Jeb Bush, and this guy goes off on them. This is during the proceeding, the impeachment proceedings. You ready for this? Uh, cut forty-three. Era
6: in Texas ends today. We thought it had ended in the primary when Ken Paxton beat
3: George P. Bush sixty-eight to thirty-two. Well, we thought it was over. It wasn't. Well, now we have an impeachment. It ends today. They can go back to Maine. This is Texas.
0: Wow. Hey, good for him. You know, the Bushes, they are bitter and mean, and they are out to get Trump for many reasons. Uh, number one, though, first and foremost, because he humiliated Jeb Bush. Didn't just beat him, he humiliated him and uh, dare to say the truth out loud about Iraq. That was one of the many reasons why I was like, I was astonished that Jeb Bush was even considered remotely viable to be uh, a presidential contender or a president. Hey, he's the brother of George W. Bush, the guy who got us into that fake war, Iraq, the terrible war, no reason, right? Weapons of mass destruction, total lie, you know? <laughs> and so Jeb Bush you know it was going to go obama and then right back to the bushes i also hated the idea that if that had happened we would have been truly a dynasty country right it would have been uh bush clinton bush obama wait bush clinton bush obama bush uh, that that uh, that wouldn't be right that would be you know and and another real good reason why hillary lost she deserved and the bushes are crazily close to clinton amelia in fork river hello
5: Hi, how are you? Um, I have uh, just a question, uh, your opinion. What do you think about Mike Pompeo being Trump's vice president? We haven't heard from him in a long time. He hasn't been in the news.
0: Well, he dropped out of running for president. Uh, He was a terrible candidate. Terrible. Number one, very disloyal to run for president. When Donald Trump gave him like the two biggest jobs of his life, CIA director and uh, State Department secretary, uh, he did miserably as a candidate, had to drop out, no buzz, no attention, no money. Uh, and the guy is wrapped way too tight, I believe, for uh, big time jobs in politics. It was the bizarre moment where he gets into this crazy shouting match with this mousy NPR reporter. I mean, really, like, self-imploded. Uh, now, he's an impressive guy, no doubt about it. You know, the, the Harvard, the West Point, the top cadet, the this, the that, uh, self-made millionaire. He's got a lot of things going for him, but he does not do well at, um, at uh, elective politics. And also, as vice president, uh, vice presidential nominee, what's one thing he brings to the table? What, what does he bring to the table? You want somebody to bring something to the table. Something. Something. And, um, where's he from Kansas? Kansas is going to go for Trump anyway. Uh, you know, like, okay. He's a military guy. I, 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 I don't think that's special enough. Um, one weird thing he did, I think it's not weird. A lot of people are doing it. He took Ozempic. That's my belief. Cause he dropped a hundred pounds. He goes away. For, he, you don't see him for a few months and he comes back a hundred pounds lighter. Well, not only did he lose the weight, he lost his mojo because he had a certain spark. Why do you ask about him? What do you care about Mike Pompeo, Amelia?
5: Um, It's just I don't feel that Trump is going to go for a woman vice president. I just feel like he's going to go towards uh, a male. And since we haven't heard from Mike Pompeo, I just thought that maybe he was in the background, in in Trump's mind. I don't know what he's doing.
0: He made jokes at Trump's expense in public. Uh, I don't think he brings much to the ticket at all. I think there is a good chance it will be a woman. I think, quite frankly, Vivek Ramaswamy. If I had a bet money right now, I'd say Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, I know that he hasn't been totally vetted in that stuff, and we'll have to take a look at that. But uh, I like Vivek a lot. Mike and Wayne, yes, Scattaway.
4: Hey, how are you there, Greg? I've been listening to you for about three and a half months, man. I really appreciate your um, your position on just your faith, but also you you uh, brought up something when you mentioned about being a politician. And I'll give you a couple of reasons why you'd make a horrible politician.
0: Horrible? Wait uh, a second. Stop, one. stop, stop, stop. You think I'd make a horrible politician?
4: Yeah, I'm going to tell you why.
0: Well, horrible. Damn. I mean, yeah. uh, all right. Give me one reason. Ready? Give me one reason.
4: All right, number one, number one, you're not corrupt enough. <laughs> okay, you're,
0: this is a backhanded compliment. This is a compliment. I'm not corrupt enough. All right, what's the other
4: one? I mean, these guys. I said number one, and you'd get stuff done, and it would uh, interfere in a lot of people's uh, pocketbooks. Once you start getting things done, at a third of the price. I mean, you just look at the way the city's set up right now. We got this homeless influx. You got, I know, mean, I'm sorry. You got this immigration influx. You got more homeless people, more veterans that laid down their life for the United States, more corruption in the subways, all kinds of stuff going on, and you're packing in. Do you know why? You think about every 10, there's a vendor that's associated with getting paid or take back with that 10 beds, all these, all these items. So there's a a lot of people making a lot of money. That's why you wouldn't be a good politician.
0: Yeah, I, uh, uh, I'd be a different kind of, I'd be, I'd be a different, I'd like to think I'd be a statesman. I'd like to be. And one thing I think I would not want to be mayor for more than four years. I think I'd rule out running for re-election. I just go plow ahead, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a crummy, uh, it's a crummy profession to be sure, and it wouldn't be a profession. You know, it's not like I'm a career politician. Anyway, Derek, I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I'm a little bit out of time, and we'll be right back with something special.
2: Greg Kelly.
3: Is the Greg Kelly Show.
0: Uh, hey, I want to reiterate. I totally stand by and re emphasize my comments about Aaron Rodgers taking ayahuasca, whatever the hell you call it, tea when he's a sports figure. You want to do that? Do it in private. Don't tell anybody about it. But he tells people about it. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, he's got celebrity and he's got fame, which are the ultimate things that people apparently crave in America these days. And with that kind of authority, you know, he's going to set an example, a dangerous example for kids. All right? Uh, I believe that the use of this drug contributed to his poor preparation to take the field on Monday night and further led to that injury. And I'm sorry he got injured, but you know what? Uh, I don't think he was taking it seriously enough. And I'm looking at him, and I'm going through this footage, and yeah, I think he's too old also. I mean, what the hell were they thinking? Just look at the guy. Anyway, whatever. Um, And this is not something, oh, afterward, I I, I could feel it. I could see it. And he was doing too much celeb stuff, wasting too much time in the celebrity stuff. And about a month ago, I actually said it in this room, on this show. Go ahead. This is August 22nd. Aaron uh, Rodgers guy, who we got from the Packers, he's now on the Jets, right? This is going to be... One of the biggest crash-and-burn scenarios uh, ever. Worse than the Hindenburg. This guy is going down. I can feel it. Uh, Mike dadino though, he's the expert. He's our sports guy. Mike, I am not impressed with this guy. Uh, are you? What's going on, Greg? Thank you for having
2: me back. Yes, I am very excited for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets this season. I'm curious to know why you are not.
0: Well, number one, you're the expert. So how old is this guy? Is 39. Like, it's too old. Everybody knows. And I, here's the thing. He's a druggie. He's using drugs. Now I know most of the NFL uses drugs, all right. I mean, they're all smoking pot, but this guy is dabbling in psychedelics and mushrooms, and you know, he's on this whole "I love you, man," you know, hugging it out with everybody. Uh, There's just a crazy look in his eye, too, right? He's just—you got to have the eye of the tiger. This guy looks spacey. It's a fascinating. Okay, now it's back to today. It's me. It's live. Uh, you know, I say what I say. That an athlete shouldn't be talking about um, experimental drugs. Uh, the only thing I take back in that, I don't like the word "druggy." All right, he's not a druggy like that, which is like the it connotes addiction and stuff like that. I take the word "druggy" back, but everything else. And you know, for me, like suddenly I'm I'm out of sync with the sports world, which used to be about health and fitness, diet, nutrition, hard work. And now it's, 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 it's about other things, and Black Lives Matter, and uh, crazy anthems, and, uh, and I'm being, uh, 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 they're, they're making me out to be the bad guy. Well, uh, I wear your scorn with pride. I, I got to go really quick. Sandra, very quickly, if you don't mind.
5: Uh, happy holiday, Greg, to you and your wife. Um, did you see yesterday the plane flying around New York? It was a big banner saying, President Trump, thank you. We love you. It was going all around the city and New Jersey and New York, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but that was so nice.
0: I did not see I, it. I, 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 I did not see it.
5: Yeah. It was beautiful. The banner right. was so big. Thank you,
0: Sandra. Like, I'll look for it next time. Uh, Kivon is calling from Manhattan. Hello, Kivon. Oh, yeah. It was, you got to read it real quick, okay?
6: Okay. Chapter uh verse 17, chapter 4, Daniel this decree is by the command of the angel at the request of the Holy One to the intent that the living may know that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever, whomsoever he will, and appoints over it the lowest of men. That's uh, 17. There's for 25. Th- All right, ends- well, we're
0: going to have to leave it at 17. Uh, I love it. And. Uh- by the way, Kevon says we should read uh, Daniel chapter 4, 17, 25, and 32. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And Aaron Rodgers, get well soon. All right? Seriously. Um, is Rudy here? But he's on the air? Fabulous. America's Mayor is next.